Welcome to the Mugavu Podcast, the number one place around university to grow your confidence in speech and leadership with peer-to-peer feedback and trying to speak but not failing to try. You? Ah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Eh, una unasemaje bwana? Ah, niko salama. Uko salama uko poa. Niko poa kabisa. Hey. <laughs> masomo nasemaje? Masomo nasemaje? Masomo yako yako mazuri. Sina sina mengi. Sahii niko <laughs> Sahii niko likizo. I am on holiday uh, between mm. semesters. Eh, itarudi mwanzo wa mwezi wa September. Sasa ulirudi nyumbani kama uko bado kwa shule? Niko eh, niko nyumbani sasa niko nyumbani. Eh, so holiday holiday wamepatia ya siku ngapi? Eh, <laughs> ya wiki mbili hivi, wiki mbili. Ya wiki mbili pekee. Eh, lakini ni katikati ya semester, semester semester mbili, semester ni? Eh, nimeona kwa profile yako unafanya architecture. Eh, Yuko ya miaka ngapi Kenya huko? iko na miaka sita, six years miaka six years naona miaka ya Uganda nyinyi mnaongeza kwa mwaka mmoja eh tunaongeza mwaka mmoja ya is good you guys learn it there as a subject or you taught yourself um we, we learn it here as a subject but i learned it because of, uh, a background of uh, of, of the army one of my oh. parents was in the army and uh, I grew up in a barracks so wow. it was our daily bread and butter <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's really cool but but how are you doing my friend kimani kiru eh there's that name of yours kiriuki or <laughs> karaoke it's yeah? pronounced karaoke so karioki. my name is yes my name is jerome karaoke kimani Uh, I don't know how you guys how how your naming system works but for uh, us mm. for us uh, at least for my tribe uh, your middle name is your is your let's say your traditional name that's that's mm. the one that you your person you named after and your last name your surname is your father's name so Kimani is my father mm. and Karaoke is the name I've been named after my grandfather mm. so Jerome Karaoke Kimani yes So does it mean that on average every Kenyan has three names? I would say so. Yes, on average most Kenyans have three names. Mm. And it depends on the your ethnicity and where you come from, but on most identifications you'll see three names. And some people have more, some people choose to have only two names because there are some people let's say who yeah, actually Most people actually have three names. So uh so how how do you tell someone's ethnicity or background by their name? Where does Kimani come from? Like which region in Kenya does Kimani come from? That's a, that's a good question. Um Kimani is is from the Kikuyu culture which is the the most populous in Kenya. So we are from the central province. We are the bad guys. <laughs> we are we are the bad guys in some things the good guys in some things 
I am a mm. very firm believer in positive ethnicity. Like, I don't yeah. deny I don't deny yeah, that yeah. there's some things attributed yeah. to some tribes. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, there. Here in Uganda like the informal the young people the informal saying cool or good or or fancy we say bad. So you say again bad guy it means he's a cool guy. Oh, the bad guy. Oh. <laughs> so the the bad guys. Oh, you mean like I well Mm. Not really. We have there are some good things about us that are celebrated and some things that are not really liked. Like I was saying before, I believe very much in positive ethnicity. So when you say Kikuyus are let's say people who love money, mm. uh, it's a bit negative. But if you really think about it, we tend to be very we are the community in Kenya that tends to be very business business savvy. You know there are those communities everywhere in the world that have people mm. who are very business oriented like the Indians uh, the Jewish community I mean the Jewish community in the world are the most they're the richest by far and mm. it's a very it's something that you cannot deny mm. and a lot like uh, what Chimamanda you know Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie the, the famous Nigerian writer she has this uh, this idea of the problem with stereotypes is not that they are untrue but that they are incomplete mm. so i mean it's a stereotype that's very much true we <laughs> in so fact, if, think, if, you, yeah, if, if yeah, i if i look through uh, in high school here in Uganda, mm-hmm. we study what they call the history of east africa and yes. uh, as far as i'm concerned with my memory i think i mm-hmm. if I remember something about kenya I can remember something about the Nandi resistance. Man, the Nandi uh, people. I didn't feel there. They yes, were aggressive yes. people. Those guys were great warriors. They used to fight hard. Yes, very much. They so. rarely lost. Uh, they rarely lost a battle because man, they, so. they were. I, I should say they were the bad guys were fighting. Yeah, the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. The Kikuyu, mm-hmm. if I'm to remember my SS, my social studies in primary, SST, and, uh-huh. uh, and, uh, and, and, and my history of East Africa, the Kikuyu, I think we used to give them as an example of the Bantu languages. Is it? Yes, yes, it's a Bantu language. So you guys call people Mtu. Does that Mtu. Now, mean people end with Mtu? It's actually Do. Now for, for Kikuyu, it's Modo and Ado, so it's it's very so what similar. What qualify you guys to be the Bantu languages in Kenya? Well, I really I really don't know, but there's some similarities in I guess in all Bantu languages. I mean, you can hear a Zulu. I think Zulu is also Bantu. Zulu and mm. uh, Zulu and and Kosa. Yeah, those languages Kosa, you can hear. I, some some words that are similar i think i don't know i've never thought what qualifies it but in kenya we have quite a few we have many quite, we have many languages and if you know one very well you can easily learn the others mm. and i guess it's one of those things that you'd be you're proud of as an african because even swahili in a sense is a bantu language actually it's probably the most uh, the, the the core Bantu language because if you you know the how in the Latin languages like Spanish French uh, Italian all of them have their basis in Latin 
in a sense so i think kiswahili is the the one language that if you understand the syntax and the grammar of, mm. of how kiswahili works you can easily learn a language like you know like is, is it is it baganda baganda is a language with uganda yeah yeah luganda is a language baganda, baganda. is a group of people the people okay so does it associate the kikuyu with the kenyan Yes, uh, especially in the central central Kenya, so Mount Kenya region. Mm. Yeah, the region where there's a lot of mm, there's, there's around near Mount Kenya, so there's a lot of uh, the high altitudes, uh, heavy rains, red yeah. volcanic soils. Yeah, though Kikuyu is now pretty much everywhere in the country. Oh, farmers. Yes, yes, we are very f- much an agricultural nation. Yeah. So does that mean that Kamau Kikuyu name? Does it relate yes. to Kamau? Kamau is a Kikuyu name. Huh? It's probably the most common Kikuyu name. Do all do are, are all Kikuyu people with letter Ks? <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course not. There's there's hey, there's people with letter M like Mwangi and Maina. There's people with letter G like Giviga and Gitau, there's people with there's a, the the Wanjiru's below. Ah, the, the Wanjiru's. Those are the those are the females now. You've heard of the Wan- <laughs> Wanjiru is a Kikuyu. Yes, it's a Kikuyu female. Yes. Um, Let's talk about the Kikuyu women. <laughs> I thought we were going to be talking about about Toastmasters and public speaking, but I like where this yeah, is going. We are traveling. It's a nice breaker. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, just, what just, about them? What do you want in, to know? In, in in one in one sentence, describe hmm. a Kikuyu woman. Wow, I'm going to get very bashed for this. Kikuyu women are uh, very hardworking, mm. beautiful, uh, entitled women who. Uh, you could say they know what they want and they don't they don't compromise for what they want mm. so <laughs> if that's if that was one sentence maybe to clarify you find kikuyu women are very feisty very um yeah, I, 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 could, I, I should say i should say that is enough information for me to look that's for our <laughs> i want i want one zero somewhere I want Mr. Kimani Jerome and yes, I think yes. it's about this time that I want to first go through your very interesting profile um uh-huh. to the audience that is out there listening to Mr. Kimani and I should say Mr. Kimani is a fourth year student of architecture at Jomo Kenyatta University of Agriculture and Technology he is also a graduate of a diploma in business in technology at Strathmore University he is an expert generalist, generalist yes whose specialty is ideation creativity and lateral then he's a very great storyteller yeah. like we've witnessed from his storytelling about the kikuyu then he is very good with acting and singing on stage yes and this has been seen with the background from uh, the Quiver. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that well. Is Quiver yes, like right. a, a a group of singers or a drama club? 
Yes, it's a it's a group of sort of a startup uh, yeah. that we encompass all of the arts. So we have dancers, singers, and actors mostly. Mm. But um, actually, funny enough, <laughs> we did we did uh, we do basically musicals. We do musicals, mm. and we did one in 2018. I that was that was particularly interesting for you guys. You actually wanted to come and perform it in in your country. But anyway, it was, it was uh, a musical on the Rwanda. Uh, no, sorry, Rwanda genocide was 2017. It was a musical on the Ugandan matters, mm. and it was called 1886. I get, I get. Yes, it was. Nice. So, um, I loved it. If I'm to go ahead with the uh, profile, Mr. Kimani yes. Jerome mm-hmm. is president of the Architecture Students Association of Jomo Kenyatta yes. University of Agriculture and Technology. And finally, he is a mentor and the immediate former vice president of the Jomo yes. Kenyatta University of Agriculture and Technology Toastmasters mm-hmm. Club. Yes. This is such a heavy CV, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Hmm? All this for one person. Eh? Yes, and all of it probably happened in the last one and a half years. So, mm-hmm. this yeah, is it's... And you see, it's, it's about this time that we want to let you first open up to our audience. What is your story like? Uh, I mean, can you share with us your journey from when you started uh, nursery school, primary school? secondary school to where you are right now like can you take us through that journey in two to three minutes two to three minutes wow to give an icebreaker damn uh okay i'll do it best as i can and try to make it a bit relevant to the audience yeah so i was born in the year 1998 at the turn of the century to a family of it was four then, four people then. I had an, I have an older brother and two parents, but now we are five. We have, we have seven kids, and I, I was born in you could say middle class Nairobi. Uh, I went to a very middle class school, so from right from my childhood, the language I spoke, uh, which is fortunately or unfortunately English. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not really. I used to speak my native tongue when I was a baby, but since then I've had to relearn it because I'm still trying to relearn it because I've realized it's very much richness in knowing your native tongue. But yeah, uh, my my upbringing was more or less in a middle class neighborhood. People who spoke English. Yeah. I went to a nursery called Msingibora, mm-hmm. uh, which was in Nairobi, and. Then I went to this school called Strathmore School, which is uh, pretty much the same. It's by the same organization that run uh, Strathmore University. Yeah. So I was there for 12 years from primary school to my O-levels or Form 4. Within that time, I was... That's where I sort of got to know myself. Mm. Even though I didn't really develop myself much, but I got to know a lot about myself. I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I'm a very artistic person in terms mm. of I really loved the subjects with, to do with the languages. I did yeah. English, Swahili, and French, and I was very good at writing. Yeah, I was also very good at drawing, which sort of influenced my entry into architecture school after after high school. 
and yeah. as i was also like like you mentioned as into singing a lot with us in the school choir in high school yeah uh, i still sing quite a bit okay no it's become a, a lot less ever since i discovered public speaking yeah. but yeah and yeah i guess now after that the most interesting parts of my life became came after i i moved out of Nairobi to Juja. Juja is a, a small town about 45 minutes away from Nairobi mm. by car. That's where the the university I study at Jomo Kenyatta University uh, or mm. Jaikwat for short is mm. and that was where I sort of now grew into the person that I am and the person with the with all of these things which sound it sound it sounds weird coming from somebody else's mouth yeah. uh, that I, all of this is me but anyway um yeah so i started architecture school for the first two years i just i mean i didn't i was i was doing very well but not like at my best because mm. i was naturally endowed with these talents of creativity and like getting ideas very quickly and you find other people struggle with that a lot so i was like okay i'm good at this but then around my third year is when i got the sort of a, a, a shift in perspective there's so many different things that happened uh, around 2019 the last quarter of the year so between september and december that's sort of when my could say metamorphosis my change started where i i really had an experience with um and thank thanks thanks a lot to the former the, my predecessor the former president of the architecture students association mm. who organized some events where i just got really inspired uh, uh there's some people who started really urging us as students to really find out what we're good at and sort yeah. of you know get you know find our place and create our our place yeah. in this in this market in architecture and i really I, i began now to seek information and to seek to better myself i started by you know just applying to write um write articles for some for the national our the architectural association of kenya which is a professional body that governs architects uh, so i i did some article i some articles for them and got featured then after that i also started getting very interested in basically the whole writing space yeah and around that time also in 2019 was when i discovered that i i was good at public speaking i'd never really liked it before mm. but i i did one <laughs> when my my elder brother was two years ahead of me uh, when he graduated i i was told like a, a few weeks in advance i was told okay listen since you're the closest person to your brother you you will be required to give a speech on his on his graduation day you know and mm-hmm. i i remember I, i i still have that that script for that speech it's somewhere in my book and i wrote it for one week and perfected it and i delivered it and it was basically about 10 minutes of just roasting i mean just i was just attacking my brother and make it very funny and you know everyone is there saying good things about him and i was there saying all of the the worst things but no of course not like in a in an offensive way in a way that was very funny mm. and i mean everybody loved it everybody came to me after and were like that was amazing and you should become a comedian and all of that 
so yeah. i was really amazed that just by preparing well i could i could speak in front of a crowd and this is the kind of thing that you when you when you're an adult you start realizing okay if i'm good at something i might think of you know getting better even just to improve my career or maybe eventually think about doing this full time or something yeah so yeah around then i took up roles in that in that group called quiver i started doing mcing for their shows because i i wasn't really performing around that time so i i just said you know when the shows begin i'll be mcing and again people loved it a lot so right around when corona hit right around when corona hit all of these things were sort of now building up upon each other so i i found around april last year uh, i found a a link to join a toastmasters meeting i had never known that jquat my university had a toastmasters club mm. so a friend showed posted it on his story and i was like oh my goodness uh this is a zoom link can i can i come in and he's like yeah sure and i joined that meeting and ever since then i don't think i've missed more than one or two meetings ever since then every time there's a meeting i'd be there and i just made i, I actually the first meeting i was the first table topic speaker called upon to speak and i remember it was such a traumatizing feeling you know you know how to start table topics is your your mm. cut off and your name is said and you're like oh my goodness and then i started thinking about it. i even remember the question the question was uh you are a, you're a soldier going to war but you have a fiance who is pregnant with your child mm. what will you tell them so that they don't uh, maybe forget you or continue loving you and i i don't even remember what i said but i was just so confused but the point is i loved it i loved that feeling of sort of that adrenaline of seeing people in this environment who've done table topics and they're doing it very well and hearing yeah. other people in the club who are doing well so i that was april i just kept consistently coming for meetings i joined the club i paid membership fees yes uh, this is a call to any of you <laughs> who are in makerere gavel club if you've not paid your membership fee, do you guys have a membership fee we do actually have a membership fee please first we have for that statement about the membership fee they need to be yes fact, yes ventures first say that one more time <laughs> loudly for the people at the back yes you guys pay your membership fee it's important yeah we need to we need to this the membership fee is what keeps us doing these things so, then, Mr. so yeah from, uh, about your story i've been following through and it's such an amazing one from your mm-hmm. nursery school primary uh, secondary university yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. managed to get interested in personal development how you find yourself in a toastmasters club yeah. and also mm-hmm. how you start to grow and thrive in this personal development thing now yes. one person i would want to ask and i would want you to share your ideas about his mm-hmm. Why should someone invest in public speaking? Why should someone create time to want to grow their public speaking skill because so many mm-hmm. people out there they want to grow their public speaking skill but they are reluctant they do not know how much a skill it mm-hmm. is an essential one. Yes. Yet, yes people true. think ah, now you guess I can't speak, I am shy, I can't like they don't they yeah. don't 
and owners and owners to yes. actually want to grow their public speaking share with us what what do you, why do you think public speaking is such an essential casual skill okay uh i will start by a quote a quote that i like using a lot by somebody who i know you you might be familiar with him his name is Vusi Tembekwayo the Vusi yes yeah. i think even Emmanuel uh, Akandona who is his, how do you, how do you say his name but Emma Emma yeah. has yeah. even met him before mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's an amazing entrepreneur probably the best the best in africa, in africa. Yeah. yeah the best young person the best person to look up to in africa he says the following he says that your ability to communicate often dictates the extent to which you will succeed in life mm, mm, mm. say that and one more time say that one more time man that, that, that yeah. is deep it's deep yeah, yeah it says your ability your ability to communicate often dictates how the, the extent to which you will succeed in life uh, mm, this is mm-hmm. this is true because i i would say well three things number one uh the fact that if you think about it in terms of really um business let's say just business in a business perspective you do business with with people not not with machines and for you to do any for you to get somebody to invest in you or to trust you to do something for them whether you are a employee whether you are a consultant whether you have a startup you have to be able to communicate to them that i mean you have to make communicate to them so they trust you so mm. i mean just for a business perspective whether whatever you feel you need to go to whether you're an engineer whether you're a computer uh, scientist or a software engineer whether you are in the construction industry in public relations in whatever industry whatsoever you will have to know how to talk to people because people are the people are are the ones who will well dictate whether or not you can put food on the table mm. whether or not your skill is how good whether or not you're uh, a master with numbers knowing mm. how to communicate those numbers always at least gives you an advantage so that's the first reason the first reason is that i mean for your career for your development as a person and for putting food on the table you need to communicate well mm. and yeah that's maybe number one number two the thing about public speaking and especially in an environment like Toastmasters is that you you learn very quickly that you're not the best whatever it is that it is you're probably not the best and especially for i guess introverts people who don't talk too much it's easy to realize that okay there's a lot I need to work on however when you begin to actually try to get better you you realize especially with the feedback you get let's say when you give a speech or when you take up a role in a toastmasters club or maybe even outside the environment of toastmasters if you if you let's say give a class presentation and you do it well you learn so much about yourself so mm-hmm. learning how to communicate teaches you so much about yourself for example for me i i have learned that i tend to speak very fast i tend to be a very fast communicator and i tend to 
even though I don't struggle so much to, I mean, I, I don't have the issues of like stage fright or lack of confidence. I, I have the problem of getting, you know, slowing down my words and condensing my my thoughts into a way that's understandable by many people. Mm. So that's something, it's a point of self-reflection when you learn how to speak in public because you learn very quickly about yourself and what you're good at and what you're not good at. And that in turn sort of fuels the rest of your life everywhere. All of your all of your the things that you're up to. I mean, even if you're a sportsman, when you learn how to communicate better in public, you really you 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 sort of learn about yourself. You you learn how to especially how other people work, what other people are good at, how you can help them get better. So yeah, so so the second reason I'd urge people to get into public speaking is that yeah it's it's uh, it teaches you a lot about yourself yeah now yeah. maybe to interject there mm-hmm. um, what are the various um, what are the various styles of speech and how can they be of benefit in the various stages of life wow <laughs> styles of speech that's that's an interesting question Mm-hmm. Even in terms of like, mm, like, let's say motivational speaking and all those things. Yeah, it, it could be motivational speaking. It could be um, formal, informal speech. You see, even in MCing, there's formal MCing and informal MCing. Ah, okay. If they called you to MC at a high school, I don't know how you guys uh... put it in Kenya. But ah, yes, we, have yes. a, we, have a, we have a slang here called Danke. I don't know if danke. it's the same thing. Danke means I... like a disco or a dance oh. kind of, <laughs> like a high school party for, ki- for, mm-hmm. for, for high school people. So that's okay. kind of informal. And yeah. when they call you to MC a conference where you're going to meet delegates, serious people, ministers, MPs, mm-hmm. that's kind of a different setting. So it will call for a different you as well. So okay. in in all those situations, mm-hmm. what 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 would you call a style of speech in your own perspective? Wow. Uh, okay, maybe overall, if I were to structure the public speaking environment, you could widely divide it into two. Uh, there's there's informal informal setting. And mm. formal, formal settings. Yeah. Informal settings is probably all types of communication that don't, you know, have a you know academic or professional uh, twist to it. So maybe humorous. Try people just who are just trying to, you know, learn how to talk with their friends and tell stories better. You know, that's also a good benefit of learning to speak in public. So being humorous uh, is also maybe learning how to flirt better, you know, learning how to, <laughs> mm. yeah, walk up and gain the confidence to tell that 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 uh, somebody's daughter that you want to take them on a date, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I relate, I relate. Yeah, there's, there's also, I mean, the planning negotiation in an informal yeah. setting. There's also probably, I mean, learning how to have difficult conversations in an informal manner, I mean, and learning how to to maybe even to bargain for prices, you know, that's also a skill. A skill, yeah. Then, yeah, 
so then formal is the one that's a bit more it's, it's quite uh, diverse there's, there's all sorts of things there's motivational speaking there's uh, leadership and you know giving presentations is sort of the academic side of it where you give i mean I, i'm sure all of all people who do an undergraduate degree and postgraduate degree have at some point to defend their thesis Mm-hmm. yeah so that's um or even to do these class presentations where you have group work and you have to present in front of your class and there's those ones you always know there's the people who never do any work and they're there standing with the group and keeping quiet quiet so maybe i'd structure the in the formal type of communication to maybe well, in an academic setting Um, mm. into maybe a, a professional setting let's say where you are in the work environment and maybe um maybe a sort of leadership setting where you i mean you're not really in a formal like you're not really like it's not really like school i mean it's not school or or work but it's other situations maybe like as a toastmasters leader where you have to chair a meeting yeah uh so a good a good place to look at i think for this is the pathways the toastmasters international has this thing called pathways toastmasters pathways yeah. in the new education program that has different paths you can choose to yeah. do, to yeah to when you join a let's say a corporate club you know as your gavel club so a university clubs but most corporate clubs like mukoto kampala sunrise those ones have Uh, Actually we as a gavel club we adopted method. What? Yeah, man, we're like we're like we're like bad. Hey, you're a bad. You're a bad. I was still on the CC manual. I I would have felt bad if they adopted the the pathways project and I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to finish all 10 speeches. <laughs> so see, we, we, we say that whoever because uh, we had really, some of us had really gone to like level 5. Uh-huh. Of, of the previous uh, competent communication manual so yes, we yes. said whoever had gone that far you're going to come back to level 2 of the pathways oh, okay so we're all starting from level 2 and we are going to make sure that after every level certificate ah that's good that's great is it is it a bit more expensive or it's um uh... we have we have our in indo graphics designers who do for us this thing Uh, okay so yeah uh maybe uh, at this point uh before we get into the last remarks i want to throw you and i see how you run about it hey, no problem no problem um so right now in uganda we have the senior six vakists yes they did their senior six okay yeah uh, i don't know kenya kenya stops in senior four right yes Yeah, now this sounds strange, I know. Uh, so to, to, to the Kenyans out there listening, yeah, after senior yeah. four in Uganda, you go to what they call the advanced level, which has mm-hmm. that's senior five and senior six. Yes. So the results of the senior six students in Uganda mm-hmm. were released recently, not a couple of more than five, three to five weeks ago. Yes. And uh, there is a group of young that was their senior six 
yeah. who did not score as expected. However, they got their principal passes to, to a, an institution of learning. Okay. There's this particular lady, I won't mention mm-hmm. her name, I would call her Ki- Kamau. I don't know if Kamau, know. Is, Kamau is a name. Maybe Wanjiro. Yeah. I'll call her Wanjiro. Now, a one yes. Wanjiro mm-hmm. wants to make a decision of either to do accounting and finance or mm-hmm. surveying as, okay. as, as it has been advised by her parents. Mm. So, as a student at university, what can you advise a one one zero to make a decision between surveying at the course or to do accounting and finance? Wow! Should I talk to her? Let me talk to her as if I'm talking to. I'm, I'm talking to her right now. Mm. Okay. Hello, one one zero. Uh, so you're you're currently in this situation. You've just done your senior six, and you want to choose between accounting and finance, and surveying, like your parents have have told you. I can advise you the following. This world is at a point where it's it's definitely changing. The rules don't apply anymore like they used to. It's not about what you studied. It's about what you can do. It's not about your education. It's about your skill set. Whatever you do in university probably will not have as much an impact on what you can do in in your life as a career. And that's something that very many people find it hard to believe, especially our parents right now. But I'd like you to understand that you should focus more on building a skill set. You should find out, well, what you're good at, what you think you're passionate about, and find out how you can solve maybe a problem in the world. And then see if what the world has to offer lines up with your decision. And then just go into it. I mean, go for it. So whether you decide to take accounting and finance or surveying, Think about, well, what kind of problem will I solve? What kind of person do I want to be? And then use your time in university to to grow in the skill set and, and get good at a great person. Become a person who can solve those problems. So whether it's learning how to code, learning how to speak into Toastmasters, by the way, join Toastmasters, <laughs> whether it's learning how to negotiate better, whether it's learning how to use Excel, whether it's learning how to lead a team or how to raise funds. All of those things are skill sets that if the better you become at it, it doesn't matter what you studied. Just you can build a career out of that. And of course, did I remind you, whatever you decide to do, make sure you can pass very well in it. Make sure you can be as as the best student you can be. If it's an A student, be that student. If a B is your best, be the best you can be. But at the same time, think in the, into the future. Don't think about just surviving through university, but think into the future of how you can be uh, 
a great a helper of society and uh, somebody who can change the world. Thank you, Anjiro. I hope that helps you choose. I, I don't really advise given advice, but I've, I've not helped you. I've not helped you with your decision, but hopefully, I can help you in the next ten years of your life to do something wonderful. Thank you, Anjiro. Wow, that such a stupendous and wonderful ice. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Yeah. Kimani Jerome and it's at this point where I ask you to give your last remarks in regards to how essential public speaking is to the young generation out there listening. Hmm. Uh I joined I joined Toastmasters in April of last year. I went for every meeting since then and by the time the elections were happening in July. July. Yes, in July, I was nominated for a post as a VPPR and I won. And since then, I managed to grow in this club. And one thing I learned was that you have to really take your chances and you have to put yourself in a place where you can grow. And one of the best ways to do that is to learn how to speak in public. One maybe last call to 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 you to grow your public speaking skills is that the greatest thing about public speaking and very few people realize is is that it equalizes people. It puts you all of you go to the same place to learn how to become better. And I have attended corporate clubs. I have been evaluated by CEOs or okay maybe I a CEO. Um, actually, she's us. One of my evaluators was the chief information officer at a big bank but i was talking to her sort of as a friend in a friendly manner because i was in this environment where everyone is just learning how to become a better speaker and i was impressing people because i know how to communicate better and it just goes to show that people especially this kind of people who are in the corporate world and in the business world and in the world of startups they are looking for people who can communicate what they do better because it's no longer about what you can do people can train you to become what they need you to do in their business or but if you cannot communicate if you cannot sell your ideas if you cannot be a, a representative of your your boss when talking to a client they will not trust you uh, they will not they will find it difficult to let you into their space so you have to learn how to communicate and how to sell your ideas because people who are articulate i shall use a quote from from a, a great author called jordan peterson one of the greatest thinkers of our generation mm-hmm. says you're you're in school these four years of your life in university okay i'll paraphrase these four years of your life are not to learn how to get a job Oops, sorry so drop something. Not to learn how to get a job, even though that's a good thing. But yes, you're here to learn how to become articulate and how to read and write and think and speak. Because people who can do that, they win everything. And when you win everything, everyone else wins as well. So if you can, if you become a master at formulating your arguments, if you become a master at evaluating your point of view, it's not just about speaking and like a politician and inviting people to 
to I mean to lying to people in front of a crowd. It's 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 about learning how to think, learning how to write and really evaluate your thoughts and question what it is why you think the way you think, why things are the way they are. And then you you can persuade people and that's that's the best that's the best thing you can do in this world. Whatever field you're in, you can if you can communicate if you are an articulate person you can do anything so those are my final remarks i know if you, if you let me continue speaking i'll speak until two hours are over yeah thank you very much mr jerome for your submission surely if i add to what you say i'll become a liar <laughs> this time that i want to say asante sana to host you on this uh, amazing podcast ambia watu yetu kenyata tunawapenda sana tunawatamani tunatamani consistency ya Jomo Kenyatta University of Agriculture and Technology Davo and Toastmasters Club hopefully we'll also get to visit you guys soon tutakuja Nairobi tutakuja kwa Kenya tuwaoneshe public speaking skills from Uganda ah, sawa na sisi tutawapala tutawangoja mkuje ka makerere omutuoneshe public speaking skills otherwise man i i would love to come to Kenya and learn some and and chill with you guys at Mombasa and Zanzibar and some parts of what are those other islands uh there's well there's, there's Lamu, Malindi, those are not really islands but there are some coastal towns, you know. Very great nice places, yeah. Uh thank you very much Mr. Kimani Jerome for showing up on this podcast and it's at this time that we sign out and we say peace to whoever is going to be listening to this episode.